Welcome everybody, Emilio Garcia from Boundify. And uh, today we have our next episode of Boundify Live. Today we are going to explore the tricks of the trade, I call it, from Facebook Pixel. This will assume that you already have the Pixel installed in your implementation of a Facebook ad campaign. And I will just go for some details. This, this session is slightly different from what I have done in other sessions where I actually go, go into a Zoom meeting and, uh, and then I live stream. This is actually live. So I'm testing this other format and see what we the difference on the experience, both uh, in real time and uh, after it happens. So if you happen to be online on either YouTube or Facebook or LinkedIn, you will see this stream right away. And obviously it will um, be there after a little while later on. Without further ado, let's start. Some things to remind everyone, if you see this, there's now supposed to be a chat where you can make any questions during the presentation or at the end, I will be happy to answer if there's any related to mostly to what we are going to see, or if you have additional questions, please be my guest and, and ask them. Let me try here to share my screen and hopefully this work, this will work right away. I think now I have the spotlight on that one. Perfect. You should be seeing my screen. What I'm, what I'm showing you right now is pixel for boundify so just as a good example here if you ha if you have implemented facebook campaigns in the past then you will see something like the screen the way that you get into this um, area is that usually you go to within your business manager you go to your data sources this area here and uh, or the at event manager that's the other the other way that you can access this other menu here event manager, and you will usually, you will see just one pixel. That pixel will be your pixel. If you have a business manager with multiple ad accounts or multiple uh, Facebook pages, then probably you will see more and you will be able to scroll to them. This is how it looks like. And the reason you want to spend a few minutes just understanding the general way it works is because it will give you some tools to better perform your implementation. The first thing that I usually recommend is that you, if you have already implemented your um, pixel, uh, and I'm showing here our website, that you take advantage of this Chrome extension. I believe it's not available in other browsers, maybe Firefox, but Chrome definitely have it, has it. And it's called the Facebook Pixel Helper. And this will work independently of the fact that you will be on your pixel. And it, sh it should show something like this. Most of the opportunities that we see when we are doing this are related to having multiple pixels. That will be one. Nowadays, Facebook is smart enough that uh, if you have uh, implemented your pixel twice or three times and it's firing the same event on those two or three implementations, it will decouple them or it will ignore the repetitions. But nonetheless, this is still uh, relevant to make sure that you just for uh, a right implementation, you only have one. You should only see that pixel. You will see the name and the events that are being triggered will show up here. The same thing, right? Usually when you are just in a page and you are not 
clicking or filling a form or doing any other event that might trigger uh, additional events, the only thing that you should see is page view. So it's a great way to understand what you have implemented. And the other quick thing that I recommend is try to visit more pages just to confirm yeah, that your pixel is triggering from all the pages on your website, right? That will be another good recommendation. So let us assume that you have implemented your pixel right away, what you will see here. So in the overview page, one of the things that you will see are all the events that are being triggered over time. You will have a general activity here on the top and like we'll summarize all the, all the events that is counting and it will tell you when it was that received the last one, the number, so you can match this number to the one that you have here. The other thing that I have seen in some implementations is that the pixel is there, but it's the wrong pixel. So make sure you match the number of your pixel with the one that you have in your website. Another thing that you want to pay attention is in this section of website is just as it's bad to have the pixel just triggering one or two locations within your website, it's usually not good if it's triggering for a lot of websites, if that's not your intention. I have seen some implementations where multiple domains using the same pixel, usually that's not what is intended. And for whatever reason it happens, so you can see here what domains or websites are triggering your um, pixel to make sure that are just the ones that are relevant to you. You might have a shopping cart or uh, in the case of us, your own CMS will have maybe some subdomains for previewing pages that you haven't published and that's okay. But if the most of the data is coming from places that are not relevant to you, then it will be smart to exclude them. And here on websites, you will be able to see that. In this section, you manage all the, what Facebook call standard and custom events. So you can see here, for example, that if you already have some events that are being triggered either by, and we will see this, it would be because you define the events on your own or because you have an integration that is triggering events like an e-commerce card or something like that, then all those events will be laid out here. The most popular one, the one that will have usually the highest numbers will be page view because this one by default, when you implement the, the pixel, triggers every time that someone load a page. So this will, should be the most popular and things that probably you want to make sure here is that you want to take a look at the pages or the URLs that are triggering those events. And it will also show you if you are using that event as in any ad set or campaign that you have. Then after that, you will have events that will trigger less and less. For example, for us, this one is called leads. And when someone fills a form, that's when it will be triggered. So you will be able to see again, if you want to test or see how it has performed over time, this will be a good place to start and look at the information. One of the great features of this area of the pixel that you can use is you can actually test your events in real time. This is very useful when you are debugging or you are troubleshooting an implementation. And I will just run a little ex example here. I will put boundified and I will open the website and it will do, it will do something very similar. It will just open the website uh, and you can navigate here. But if you go back to your pixel, 
you will see on real time the events that are being triggered, right? So you will confirm first that the pixel is triggering properly. Second, that your events, the ones that you have described are working as intended. For example, just for the sake of the argument, I will visit here our stock page. And yeah, you see here, it's triggering another event for let's, let's talk. And hopefully this will not fail. When someone fills a form, then we have our lead event here. So that way, obviously our implementation is quite simple because we only mostly have leads. There's no purchases on the website, but, uh, but this is a great way. For example, if you have a website where you have e-commerce properties and they're supposed to be sending events for when someone sees a product or when someone's put something on the purchasing card or something similar, you should see the events here going one by one. You can clear the activity and start all over again. So this is a great section to, to testing that. If there's anything that is wrong with the implementation itself and Facebook Pixel discover that, it will show you here in the diagnostics. Usually, for example, the, the things that I have seen are related to multiple domain firing, duplicate implementation, those kind of things that you can take advantage of. And you have an area where you can see whatever changes have been done in the past. Some of the things that you can also change that are relevant is, for example, now in the whole area uh, era of the, the cookies and privacy and all that, you can choose. And this is, I think um, that for most new implementation, this is on by default. But for all this implementation, maybe you want to make sure that your cookie is a first-party cookie, because if not, it might be prevented from collecting information for browsers that do not allow collect data collection from third-party cookies. So you define as a uh, first-party cookie because it belongs to your website, and you can turn it on by default. The other, the other feature that I really like is the this one, automatic event or automatically tracking events without code. And the reason is because if you have the knowledge through something like Google Tag Manager or with scripts, you can follow more complex implementations on the events. But if you just want to have, for example, regular forms being filled or similar actions that can be tracked by standard events, then setting up the automatically tracking them will help you start until you do something more manual or specific to your website. And another great thing about tracking events automatically is that if you have manual events, it will do the same thing. It will use the feature to know that the event is duplicate. Like for example, imagine that you are tracking automatically this form and for whatever reason, then you set up a conversion manually for the same form. So you will have the same event twice, but because it happened at the same time, Facebook will deduplicate it and it will not count it twice. So that way you have the event, all the automatic events you can use for your campaigns. And if for whatever reason you create manual ones and they are duplicates, they will, de they will be deduplicated, which is great. And that's something that's useful. Finally, again, this will only make sense for implementations where you have a lot of domains and for whatever reason you need to leave them in place 
but you want to restrict or just allow certain domains to track traffic and you can use the traffic permissions to manage that. Basically what it does is that you can add or to a whitelist the domains that you want to keep tracking traffic from and just prevent the ones that you are not interested anymore. This way you can have that granular level of selection if you want to. Finally, something that that uh, something important to see if you have integration partners they will show up here and you can choose some partners to to do that setup and obviously this sharing portion it's not showing for us but uh, here will be if you are sharing your pixel with ad accounts or if you are sharing your pixel with other business manager accounts so very important to understand also who is having access to that pixel and to that data is Obviously, for implementation reasons, if for whatever reason you are, let me stop here. There you go. If for implementation reasons, you need to share your pixel, then obviously it's relevant and, and select that. But if for whatever reason you have stopped collaborating with that agency or with a person that was providing you the services, then you want to make sure that you revoke those permissions and just the right people have access to your pixel. That will be all for today. I hope you find these tips valuable and I'll see you next week on our next episode of Boundify Life. Have a great afternoon. Bye-bye.